Blog Talk Radio. One of the best blues players in the country, Sue Foley, joins us. Need I say more? Catch him in this linen net. Keep on so I don't forget. From Los Angeles, California, it's Music Friday Live, brought to you by World Arts, a global platform for musicians, fans, and the music industry, and by MySanFelipeVacation.com, your source for a great getaway on the Sea of Cortez. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. This is your show. Sue Foley is here to talk with you, so you can call us. 347-215-7511, or if you know, you're sitting at work and you got your headphones on, you really can't call us, email us, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Well, I want to welcome our listeners on the cyberstationusa.com network and their radio affiliates on the East Coast of the United States, and to those of you listening to us on Stitcher or iTunes or on the Artistic Network in London, and actually all throughout uh, the United Kingdom. If you're listening live and you have questions or comments for our guest, call us, 347-215-7511. If you are listening to a podcast or a rebroadcast on one of our East Coast stations or in England, email your questions, and we will forward them on to today's guest so she can reply directly to you. Well, today's a special show. The Music Friday team has joined with the Music Junkie Press to cover the ginormous NAM music industry trade show, now in full swing with 107,000 people in Anaheim. Since we're running from one artist showcase to a concert to a panel to another artist showcase all day, plus interviewing music techno geeks, of which there are many, we are talking with only one guest today, Blues Woman Sue Foley. So get ready to call in or email because she is all ours for about the next 20 minutes or so. We will be back to our regular schedule next week with two guests, and there'll be more about that a little later. <clears throat> well, what can I say about Sue Foley that hasn't already been said? She's a multi-award winning musician and one of the finest blues and roots artists working today. The only female member of the famed Jungle Show, she has been working professionally since the age of 16, and by the age of 21, she began recording for Antones, the famous blues label and historic nightclub that helped launch the career of Stevie Ray Vaughan and many others. She has toured the world with her signature pink paisley Fender Telecaster. She has won the Juno Award and the most Maple Blues Awards in Canada and multiple nominations at the Blues Music Awards from the Blues Foundation, but most important, her music is like none other. Sue Foley is the blues, and she's here with us now with her latest album, The Ice Queen. Sue, welcome to Music Friday Live. Hey, good to be here. How are you, Patrick? Well, I have a, as you probably know, I have a little bit of a catch in my throat. We were up late last night at NAM, and you know when you're standing in front of the speakers and ta- trying to talk, you're shouting at one another. So <clears throat> I may do a little of that every now and then. But other hey. than that, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were gigging last night, so I'm about, I'm about the same. So we're in good shape. Oh, really? Shape. <laughs> okay. <All Yeah>. right. <laughs> so uh, is that a way of saying that music is not necessarily good for your health? 
Oh, no, we, well, maybe not, no. your, maybe not for your throat. Your health is fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I've been listening to my the preview copy of the Ice Queen all week, and all I can say is, "Wow, man, you really drive it home." Was this as much fun to make as it is to listen to? Oh well, first of all, thank you for saying that. And yes, it was. It was a great album to make. We recorded it almost completely live. So um, you know and. And we're live players, so that's that's what we like to do. I mean, I'm not big on, you know, overdubbing and all that stuff. So it was all of us in a huge room down in San Marcos, Texas, which is just south of Austin. Um, you know, we had people like Jimmy Vaughn come in and Billy Gibbons and, um, of course, Chris Layton from Double Trouble and, uh, you know, the who's who of the Austin music scene and blues scene. So it was, yeah, it was it was so much fun. I can't, you know, I'm still pinching myself thinking that I got to record with all those great players. <laughs> well, I know this is uh, your debut album with this label, but my my count, and correct me if I'm wrong, you've released or appeared on 14 albums since 1995, 11 of them solos. Is that about right? That's about right, yeah. And then there's, okay. there's been some compilation albums out there, too. So, yeah, that's, well, that sounds about right. Well, congratulations on that legacy. And before we go any further, I want to give our audience a little sample of what all the excitement about. This is actually the title track, The Ice Queen. Rolling. take a breath that that is just so incredibly <laughs> powerful to listen to you know i usually like to start with an up-tempo song but that's kind of a classic hit you in the gut blue song i thought it'd be a good place to start where did the concept of the ice queen come from i mean you don't look like an ice queen uh, is this your canadian <laughs> blood coming out here it is my Canadian blood. It's you know, it's a few things. Of course, there's that song you just played, the Ice Queen, which is, you know, sort of a. It's a take on the idea of the of an ice queen, and you know what what's going on with her. Um, so that's kind of cool. It's kind of a compassionate look at somebody like that, and and uh, but you know the. It's also you know the whole album and the whole concept is is about me. I'm Canadian. You know, which kind of makes me, you know, an unusual blues artist, especially when I've been, you know, dubbed a Texas blues artist. It's even a little weirder. But, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm from Canada. And um, the third thing that is a play on it is, um, you know, I'm really heavily influenced by uh, Albert Collins, the great Fender Telecaster right. guitar player. And, yeah. you know, Albert Collins played a Telecaster. I play a Telecaster. He was the ice man. And so I was like, wow, this is just another take on the ice queen. So, you know, with that Telecaster twang and that famous yeah. Fender Telecaster sort of bite, that's what that's also there. So, so, so you brought it all together. Uh, now yeah, you mentioned yeah. you mentioned uh, the great collection of colla- collaborators on this album: Jimmy Vaughn and Billy F. Gibbons and and others. Um, yeah, some of these people were your idols when you were a teen, just starting out. So, so how did you go from idolizing them to playing with them? That's quite a journey. It is quite a journey, and um, it's it's really a dream come true is all I can say. But yeah, I mean, Jimmy Vaughn is somebody I was, you know, I first saw him play live when I was 16 and I think it changed my life. You know, there's, there's a few players you see in your life where it actually, you know, you just feel transformed after seeing them and he's one of them. Um, And when we were in Austin, you know, everybody, you know, it was a lot of camps, a lot of Stevie Ray camps, and then there was the Jimmy camps, and, and I was kind of in the Jimmy camp. Not that I didn't love Stevie Ray. I loved him too, but it's something about the way Jimmy Vaughn plays that I was just so um, enamored with. Um, there's so much style. And then Billy Gibbons, I mean, I don't know where you start with him. I grew up with older brothers um, that, you know, played ZZ Top albums, and that's just been in my mind since, you know, since I was a little kid. And his voice and his style, his coolness, the way he plays guitar. I mean, I don't know. Uh, you know, it, it just yeah. it doesn't get any cooler than that. And it was really our producer, Mike Flanagan, who plays B3 Hammond and plays on the album. But he plays with Jimmy and Billy. He, he kind of brought everybody in, to be honest, because Mike and I are old friends. And he kind of just brought all the all these great musicians into the studio. They're all his buddies. So it was my luck. And and hopefully they're all your buddies now too. Yeah, well, we're, now we all play together in the Jungle Show, which is uh, you know a band with Billy Gibbons and Jimmy and Mike Flanagan yeah. and Chris Layton from Double Trouble, Stevie Ray's first band. So, yeah, we all have a sort of a side project doing that. So yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, um, you 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 mentioned the Jungle Show, and, and you're the, the only woman in, in the Jungle Show, and um, I just wondered. <laughs> The blues world seems like it's pretty heavy male, and was that something you had to negotiate as you uh, you moved into it, or were you because of your talent you just accepted not a problem at all? Well, I grew up with older brothers, and I was the youngest girl. I mean, I had an older sister, and I had three older brothers, and I hung out with my brothers and my father, and they were the ones who played guitar. Um, so I was really influenced by them. Um, and, um, they, you know, so I've always been comfortable around guys and I, yeah, it is really, there's a lot of guys in the music business and a lot of guys in blues. I've always just been comfortable around men. I've always had guy musicians in my bands and, you know, we travel together and you get to be really good friends with them and, um, I'm a tomboy, you know, I was a tomboy girl. I'm one of those, you know, so I'm just comfortable. You know, it is what it is. And, um, but there's a lot of great women in it too. And I love playing. I've got 
several women in my band up here in Canada right now, and it's it's a blast. I, I love playing with great musicians, and it doesn't matter. You know, music is supposed to um, transcend all of that anyway. So, and I think when when you get on the bandstand and you're just a great player, people know it, and that's yeah. where you get judged. True. And and I've yeah. noticed that the, the blues environment, particularly in Austin, um, has changed for women. They've got women emerging like yourself and Melanie Joe DiLorenzo and Deborah Coleman and Jackie Vinson. I mean, there's a lot of women out there with playing who are really, really good. And Oh, yeah. And particularly in, in, in Austin. Um, speaking of women with guitars, or as the hashtag reads, girls with guitars, you've been interviewing female guitar players for your project, Guitar Woman. Can you tell us about the project? Yeah, I, I started that back in 2001. So this project has been lingering for quite a while, but I started doing interviews with women players, um, mostly out of my own curiosity. Um, and then I realized there wasn't really a, a book or anything. So I've been trying to, you know, compile it into a book for a number of years. And um, just recently, Guitar Player Magazine has started publishing excerpts from my interviews in a, in a monthly column called The Foley File. So this is great. It's kind of bringing me back onto the project because I did over 100 interviews and, and um, wow. you know, it's just a lot to document. Meanwhile, I'm, you know, doing other things. I'm on the road. I'm making albums. I'm touring. And, you know, it's so... Uh, you know, this project has just kind of gotten bigger than me in a lot of ways, you know. There's a lot of, <laughs> there's more than people know. There's a lot. There's really a lot. And there's so many great ones. Well, I'm seeing, I'm seeing that at NAMM now, too. There's a, uh, there are no shortage of women in, in the aisles of NAMM with guitars strapped to their back. And uh, it's not unusual at all to walk into one of the demo booths and, there's a woman there talking shop with uh, uh, people running the demo booth and about the guitar or the drums or the DJ equipment or the the the, uh, the program. So yeah, it, it's changing. Well, you are uh, listening great. to you're listening to Music Friday Live. We are talking with Sue Foley about her new album, The Ice Queen. You can talk with her too. You can call us three four seven two one five seventy five eleven or you can email in. Some of you have already emailed in, so obviously you know the address, but I'll tell you anyway. It's a music Friday Live at gmail dot com. We're gonna get back to music. I wanna play uh, a let's let let's move up the tempo a little bit. This is lucky ones. <laughs>
I think that's uh, Jimmy Vaughn there on the guitar and the vocals. And, and I suspect that many people think you are the lucky one to be recording with him and everybody else in this album. But oh, I, boy. I, yeah. <laughs> you think so, too, huh? But yeah. actually, it, it took some work. So. I understand that you uh, you had to support this album with the Kickstarter campaign and um, a grant from the Canadian government, uh, uh, which tells me that you've got a pretty loyal and smart bunch of fans out there if they'll support an album like this with Kickstarter. Well, thank you, and I do. And um, I was so thrilled that everybody was so supportive. Um, and yes, it, it, this was an expensive album to make. It's a high-end album. It's not a, it's not a five thousand dollar album. We raised almost forty thousand dollars to make this album, and I think I even spent more after it. So wow. it's this is what you call a, you know top of the line recording. It was it was uh, mastered at the best manufa- you know mastering plant in L.A. and um, it's got all the best musicians. I mean, we really. You know, this is a special uh, creation, and I'm really honored that so many people were so supportive with it. And um, I I just can't wait for the world to hear it. Well, March 2nd, they all get that opportunity. Um, March 2nd, and they can pre-order now on iTunes. And we highly encourage people to pre-order and get the first two tracks. In fact, the one you just played, Lucky Ones, is going to be released with pre-order in a couple of weeks. So, Yay. Okay. Yeah. Well, before before we say goodbye to you, I'm going to walk through all of the pre-ordering details and all of that. But in the meantime, uh, um, <laughs> uh, you've you've mentioned several times uh, your Canadian blood, your cold Canadian blood. Um, <laughs> but you're in Austin, uh, and although you, as you point out, you still have a, fir- a foot firmly planted in Canada. In fact, you even got a song lyric about being high in Canada. Um, what uh, what what took you to Austin? Well, I was um, originally came to Austin in 1990, um, and I was brought down there by Clifford Antone, who was the owner of Antone's Nightclub and Record Company and Record Store, and and you know that record, that the label and um, it was sort of the home of the blues in Austin. Let's put it that way. It's where okay. the Thunderbirds played a lot. The fabulous Thunderbirds and Stevie Ray played there, and it just sort of the he, Clifford Antone was really the you know patriarch of Austin blues at that time. And so he brought me down from Canada. He heard a demo tape I sent him, and I was brought down into the hub. And you know the first weekend I was in Austin, I sat in with Albert Collins. Um, you know, which was insane, you know, I was 20 years old or whatever at the time, or, you know, and I was wow. sitting on stage with Albert Collins, just pinching myself. And, and in the, in the eight years I lived in Austin and recorded for Anthems, I played with, you know, all the legends that came through that club. And we, we were on the road with Buddy Guy and Johnny Winter and uh, Coco Taylor. And um, we were on stage with, uh, you know, or, you know, legends like you know Jimmy Rogers, all the Chicago guys, wow. Lizard Tucker, and Hubert Sumlin from Helen Wolf's band, and, and you know so many others. I mean, I could just sit and drop names for for days. You know, <laughs> so so I was just really lucky, and that and that that's what got me into Austin. And I was trained. You know, I played guitar before I got there naturally, and I started in Canada, but I was really trained in Texas blues. In those years, it's like 
those are my formative music years, and I was trained to learn how to play Texas blues guitar through, you know, through people like Derek O'Brien, you know, who was in the Anton House Band. The most underrated blues guitarist out there is probably Derek O'Brien, and he's the greatest, mm. one of the greatest Texas mm. blues men. And Danny Freeman, and and these guys that you know they're not household names, but I was trained under people like that, and I watched them, and I played with them, and that's the style that I know how to play. Well, we're certainly glad you did, and it's a style that uh, (laughs) makes us all very happy to listen to. We've got some emails. Um, Linda in Augusta, Georgia, wants to know, how many guitars do you have, and are they all pink? (laughs) No, I only have one pink guitar. um, I'm not a collector. I only have three um, Telecasters. I've got one. Fender, and I've got two custom-made, and then I've got um, uh, two nylon strings, which is, besides the Telecaster, my favorite guitar is my nylon string. I've got two of those. I've got a steel string, and I've got a hollow body, an Epiphone. I don't have that many. I play. I only have what I can play. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Since you mentioned it, why don't you explain to our audience a little bit the difference between nylon strings and steel strings and, and why you like have both? Um, nylon strings is, um, you know, your typical classical guitar, and they they have a certain sound to them. You'll hear them on classical music. I mean, Willie Nelson is one of the most famous nylon string players um, out there. Um, but I, you know, it's just got a really warm sound. Flamenco players. I was I was studying flamenco guitar, so that's why I, I was drawn to the nylon. Um, so it's Spanish guitar, too. I was always really into Spanish guitar. So that's where the nylon comes into play, and it's acoustic. Um, and we do some of that on the album, too, a, a, a few songs with the nylon. And like I said, besides my Fender Telecaster, that's what I play. And that's all I play around the house. I love my nylon string. And, and the steel strings give you a, a more rock blues sound? Well, steel strings... A steel string acoustic is just more your classic acoustic sound, you know, okay. um, that, that you recognize probably through this, like, almost everything you hear that's acoustic. Would be okay. Steel. Nylon string is more like Spanish-style guitar. Okay. Uh, Roma yeah. in Atlanta wants to know, she's asking a question that, that we kind of talked about a little bit, but I'll ask anyway, and wants to know, is it hard being a woman in blues? It seems like most blues players are just old white guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, it used to be old, old black guys to be, to be fair. Um, True. A lot of them have died off. So when I was starting, it was a lot of older black guys and, and black women, you know, um, I don't think it's any harder to be a blues woman, to be a blues man. I think it's a challenging lifestyle. I think it's a choice. You do it because you're passionate about the music. You don't do it because you, you know, you know nobody goes into blues because they think, oh, I'm going to make, you know, I'm going to be like a, a superstar and a millionaire. I mean, if it happens, awesome. But, it, uh, you know, for most of us, we go into this music because the music moved us to the point where we had to play it and we had to learn it. And we were so moved by the experience of receiving it that we had to learn how to give it. Um, so it's a profound sort of, you know, thing that we do um on on many levels and it's uh i think i I think it's it's a hard lifestyle in general because it's not a commercial art you know it's not a commercial art form so it's hard for men it's hard for women i don't really um 
think it's any harder for women. Okay. Um, Verity in Los Angeles uh, wants to know, what do you think of new kinds of blues that uh, combine hip-hop and rock? I think it's great. I think anything that's carrying the art form forward, I think it's fantastic. And I think right now there's just so much out there and you can pull from so many things. I think it's really cool to hear just blues sounds in anything, you know. If you hear a, a loop in a in a hip-hop tune, I think it's great. I mean, yeah, I'm all for it. Okay, all right. Well, you yeah. mentioned earlier that you, you studied uh, flamenco and Spanish guitar, and, the, and like you said, there are some cuts on the album, so I want to play one right now. This is The Dance. That's right. guitar is very technically difficult and, and you've mastered it now you said earlier that you studied it D- did you study that along with playing blues or did you sort of stop one and do the other or are they kind of all the same to you well no they're not all the same at all what happened is um i kind of had, in a way i've been playing blues for i don't know over a decade or more and then i kind of hit the wall with technical stuff and what I was playing and I I kind of you know I wasn't really learning new stuff so I took I had a friend that knew a flamenco teacher in town and he said you know I said I'll go take some lessons from him just because I love Spanish guitar and I thought well that'll be that'll be cool you know and then like after the first lesson it was truly like I'd never played the instrument before it was so different and the technical parts were so challenging um, playing in different time signatures, whatever they do, it was all just like blew my mind. So I was like, wow, this is crazy. And I'm, I'll never master anything close to flamenco because it's such a discipline and it's really quite technically advanced uh, guitar playing. But um, I really enjoy using the techniques I learned and applying them into my blues playing. So 
um, I think that's been really uh, really good for my um, musicianship and my guitar playing and to make it unique and to have my own kind of take on it. And you, you integrate uh, your singing, your your voice in with it very nicely, too. That uh, That's part oh. of why that's such a mesmerizing piece of music. Well, well, thank you. We have come full circle, which is a nice way of saying we're just about out of time. But um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we can play a cut from one more song. And so I have to tell you, this was kind of a tough decision. Um, I wanted to play your very moving acoustic cover of the Carter family's Cannonball Blues, but then there's your rendition of Bessie Smith's song, Send Me to the Electric Chairs, but I really wanted to play another one of your songs, so it came down to a choice between Gaslight with the trumpet and the sax and Fool's Gold with uh, Billy F. Gibbons uh, sitting in on the harmonica and the guitar and the vocals, so I decided to go with that, so we're going to listen to a little bit of Fool's Gold. Here it is. Switzerland, um, and on so on the way back, uh, boy, I wish you could stop by and catch some sunshine in Southern California. What do you say? I love to. Well, I will make it there eventually. We're heading down to Texas here in March. We've got some Canadian record releases, and like you say, we'll be in Europe in June. And beyond that, I'm just I'm going to try to hit every place I can. Okay, well, if, yeah. if you can, we got some great blues clubs here in Los Angeles. I'd love to see you live. But in the meantime, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today and letting us play your music. This is really a joy. Well, thanks for having me. I wish I was down there at NAM right now. That sounds like fun. It is, and you've got an opportunity next year. Sweet. Awesome. So think about that. This is yeah. a suit. Sue Foley, Master of the Blues, and many other things. Uh, Sue's latest release, The Ice Queen, is out March 2nd and will be available at your local independent record store. But if you can't wait till then, and you shouldn't, uh, you can pre-order it today from Amazon or Barnes & Noble. You can also pre-order it digitally from iTunes or Google Play. And you can hear some of the tracks from the release right now. You can search for Sue Foley on Spotify. Amazon Prime Music or Apple Music. And if you do preload, you might get some extra songs, too. You might get some free songs. Well, you've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan on the Cyberstation USA Network, the Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates. Like our Facebook page. Follow our Twitter feed. You'll get a real-time update on our guests. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartlebin. Our intern is Angeline Serrano, who has her own radio show now. You go, girl. 
Download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com slash musicfriday. Be here next Friday. Our guest will be the duo Holy Golden. You won't want to miss this, and we've got a surprise guest. So check our Twitter stream and our Facebook page. We'll we'll update you on the other guest, and uh, check out my blog and YouTube channel for stories from NAMM. That's it from now. Have a great musical weekend. Let's go.